Thank you, beautiful Spartan fans, for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That's right, free and available where you get your podcast. On today's episode, <laughs> oh, oh man, there was a game that happened. Oh, I think we should talk about it. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Oh, well, hello, Spartan fans. Yes, uh, is your team undefeated going into November by any chance? Yeah, well, of course they are, because that's just what the Spartans do. The Deepwater program gets it done. Happy November 1st. That's right. Welcome to, for the eighth time this year, in eight weeks, happy Victory Monday to you and your beloved family members and friends Welcome to Lockdown Spartans. That's right, we do this five days a week, Monday through Friday usually, but yeah, uh, today we dropped this episode on a Sunday uh, because we got to talk Spartans. We got to talk about being the best program in the state, got to talk about a program that's headed in the right direction, not the program in the state that, once again, isn't. Uh, before we get there, that, get there though, guys, there we go. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find folks get your podcast. Yes, this is Lockdown Spartans. We do this five days a week here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you ever want to reach out, send me a celebratory email like a few of you did over the weekend. LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. And hey, without further ado, let's get to the show, baby. Who's got it better than us, baby? That's right. Who? got it better than us. <laughs> Mel Tucker does. Mel Tucker's got it better than Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, the Wolverines in general, the whole program. Uh, Mel Tucker just has it better because he just won arguably the biggest game in this rivalry's history. Right off the jump, that is the sweetest part of what just took place Saturday. This was a historic matchup. Historic matchup. Top 10 matchup. 7-0. Winner hops into the driver's seat of not just the conference, but hey, who runs the state, baby? That's right. And a game that will be remembered not just for a win. No, this wasn't some routine win. You're going to remember this for the 16-point comeback in front of an insane, insane Spartan Stadium crowd that featured one of the best single-game performances maybe in this rivalry's history. Five touchdowns by Kenneth Walker. Nearly 200 yards rushing. Yes, hey, a little blip in the Heisman campaign last game against Indiana, but oh my goodness gracious, are you kidding me? Reignite that. Reignite that Heisman campaign with five touchdowns and 200 yards rushing against a pretty stout Wolverines run defense. I mean, yeah, that's hey, that's still a good defense. Hunt up a 37 spot on them, but hmm, sometimes uh, your great players are better than a great defense. Uh, and you know what? Like, we're Michigan State fans, but we're not... Michigan fans, so we've been blessed to see a ton of great wins in our lives that have actually happened on a colored television, or uh, more importantly, more relevant, uh, this decade. Um, I know that's tough for maybe the other fan base to imagine, but luckily we're state fans and we can do this. And I'm trying to put my finger on where this nets out as far as rivalry wins, you know, in the last 14 years, because MSU's just dominated that in that time span. And this is a debate that we can carry into this week. I'm sure I'll change my answer 48 times by the time, oh God, Wednesday even rolls around. But right now I have Saturday's win 
sandwiched between the 2013 game in third place and, of course, the 2015 win in first place. Right now, I got Saturday's win in second place. Uh, the 2015 win is in first place because that eventually led to a Big Ten title game. Okay, so if MSU runs the table, wins the conference, makes it to a Rose Bowl or a college football playoff, maybe this slides it up. Or, hell, who am I kidding? I, I might just slide it up to number one by Tuesday after having time to fully digest the game and come down from the high that I've been on every, ever since the game ended. It was a Heisman performance. A come-from-behind victory down 16 points. And Mel Tucker going 2-0 and oh against Harbaugh. Who is, by the way, in his seventh year of being in Ann Arbor. You know, just... You gotta give their Christ and Savior time. He's gotta get his players in, his coaches in. I mean, hey, it's a, it's a building process over there. Not in East Lansing. It took Mel Tucker about 12 minutes to start dominating this state, as the Spartans do. Um, and, of course, it, it, the blame game is going on over there. It's the, the refs. The refs. The refs. I mean, that's what happens when you... Don't have weird weather to blame things on, or a pandemic you can't blame blame things on. Um, so the refs, okay, I, I'll, I'll side with them here. Are, are they talking about maybe the roughly twenty missed holding calls that your offensive line got away with during the game? Um, Cade played great. Cade played outstanding. Really helps when your right and left tackle positions are being played by guys in black and white stripes. But if okay, sure, refs, we can you know play that game. Uh, maybe the refs were to blame for letting Kenneth Walker find the end zone five times. Or perhaps the refs were to blame for trotting out a freshman quarterback who just fumbled the series prior and having him run a read option. No, that, yeah, I think the refs called that play, and that surely must have been the case. Or maybe the refs were to blame for the defense lighting up 23 points in the second half with MSU's second-best receiver out with a broken hand. Um... It could be any one of those things, I, I suppose. But that that is just... God. To bring segment one around full circle, like, there's that, so many sweet, sweet things from that game. Winning this historic matchup. This will be talked about in this rivalry forever. Hey, remember 2021, both teams undefeated. Wow, that was awesome. Uh, yes, it was. Wow, they, Michigan's really up 16 points with 21 minutes left. Yes, yep, yep. Uh, they hit the Paul Bunyan stance. They are, are taking group photos in the first quarter. Uh, okay, cool. Um, we'll, 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 we'll talk more about Michigan in segment three. Um, and then we'll talk about, you know, the actual game itself, how MSU played in the next segment. But, yeah, that's just so many sweet parts of that game. And one of them being that, uh, hey, it, it, it was not a, a great start. Andrew Anthony went off. But luckily, we'll all forget about that performance as it didn't net out to a win. Uh, if you were lucky enough to be at the stadium, that's probably the greatest game that you'll ever be at as far as just atmosphere goes, results go. Uh, you know what? I got to say, too, if you watch on television like myself, uh, nothing hits quite right like a Gus Johnson called highlight when it's your team doing it. Um I almost died uh, when Michigan got their lawn fourth down conversion, and Gus Johnson called it with his famous, Oh, he got it! But I'll tell you what, as low as low lows are, mm-mm, man, Gus on the call for the Kenneth Walker touchdown that, uh, that we'll be watching for quite some time here as he is making his way to New York City to be part of a, a potential Heisman ceremony. So, yeah, got a lot to pour over. A lot to pour over. Um, we will be back in a hot second. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right. 
All right, college football fans, have you ever heard about Price Picks? It is daily fantasy made easy as they are the college sports daily fantasy leader. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid major players you might have never even heard of. They offer any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. How about fumbles by a freshman quarterback on a read option? The series after he... No, okay, they don't offer that one. Uh, all users at deposit, smash in promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and that'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. How do you play? Well, you pick two to five players, you pick the over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Just you... Against the projected numbers. That's right, baby. Prize picks allows multi-sport entries, so you can mix in some baseball with your college football. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And as always, guys, the best part, safe and fast withdrawals is what prize picks offers. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN or go to your app store and download it today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Before we're going any further, I want to make sure to thank you. For making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Yes, you guys are the best. Um, all right, hand up. Uh, I'm raising my hand right now, calling myself out. Um, uh, one day I'll learn. One day I'll learn to not lose faith, not not lose hope. Because um, I thought this team was dead in the water. Uh, down 16 points. It, I yeah, it was not feeling too good. I should know better though. I should know better because. Uh, Mel has brought in a deep water philosophy to East Lansing, and man, I oh boy, that that game was tough. Uh, roller coaster for everyone involved. Um, I don't have to rehash it, but hey, let's just rehash it anyway. Uh, hated it all. It was uh, not not a fun first forty minutes of the game. No pass rush. Uh, third down conversions were given up left and right. Uh, the, the left tackle position was all over the place. Um, whether it be flags, penalties, or just letting. Aiden Hutchinson through uh, as you're backed up to your own end zone. Okay, yikes, I wasn't really loving any of that. And oh, on top of all that, mm, oh, oh, good. Jalen Naylor is in a cast for the second half. Okay, well, close up shop. Uh, not so fast, no. Uh, and I know that there are some faithful Spartan fans out there. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not speaking on behalf of all fans. I know I'm one of the sick, messed up fans that um gets... Freaked out very easily. So for uh, for all you fans that never lost faith, God God bless you. You guys are the best fans. Um, God, but you know what? With all that said, everything that was not going well, as they've done all season, as they've done all season against Nebraska, Indiana, uh, when things were on the verge of maybe getting barely a little hairy against Western Kentucky, I guess, if you want to throw that in there. Uh, Miami pulling away down the stretch. Uh, they just found a way to, to pull it out. They found a way to drag their opponent into the deep water and get it done. Uh, Peyton Thorne, cool of a second half as you could possibly get, especially if you put his first half up to it. Uh, a little jumpy for the game. That is not, you know, a harsh criticism. I, I, I was jumpy the whole game, too, and I was sitting on a couch not playing in the game. Yeah, he's excused for being a little fired up there to start the game. Uh, Jane Reed just putting the team on his back on his back with the two-point conversion and also that massive grab, that massive grab on fourth and four. And of course, if we're going to talk about the massive grab on fourth and four, how about the master class by Jay Johnson and his play calling? My goodness gracious. Whether it be that fourth and four in the second half, that fourth and inches in the first half, are you kidding me not running the ball? Oh my goodness, Naylor is wide open and my goodness gracious, the very next play, touchdown. Jay Johnson, you absolute madmind. You 
are a wizard. Um, and if you are a longtime listener of this pod, going back to last season, uh, I've had some choice things to say about Jay Johnson. So, Jay, if you are a family member or friend or listening to this, uh, relay the message to Jay Johnson that uh, you get to punch me in the throat uh, whenever you see me. Uh, that is a, a well-deserved uh, throat punch coming uh, from you to me. So, he was fantastic. Uh, he was a maestro with the fourth down play calls and just using his best players brilliantly. Speaking of best players, okay, yeah, we're going to keep talking about Kenneth Walker. Yeah, yeah we're going to chat some Kenneth, some K9, some Kenny cutbacks, Kenny five stacks, if you will. Uh, U of M goes into this game with a top 10 defense uh, by a lot of metrics, uh, whether it be the eyeball test or hard you know, numbers on paper. And he scored in every way possible. Uh, this was the full portfolio. He, he gave a little bit of everything here, uh, bouncing a run outside after running into a brick wall on his first touchdown. And holding on to the ball, crossing the goal line by a half a centimeter, thank God. Um, barreling through the line on the one-yard punch-in. Uh, hitting the hole hard and smoking the linebackers and secondary on his fourth touchdown. And then once again, doing it again for his fifth touchdown. Okay, quick pause here. Anyone remember how many rushing touchdowns Michigan State had last season? Zero. Okay, how about five from one player in the biggest rivalry game in the Paul Bunyan Trophy game's history? Woo boy! Yep, that'll get you skyrocketing back up the Heisman boards. Let's go, baby. And we talked about this throughout the week. I was petrified. Petrified of the offensive line. Did not... I, I shouldn't say I didn't think things didn't look good against Indiana. No, I know things didn't look good against Indiana. That was not the game that we wanted to see before going into a game against Michigan that has a great front seven. But you know what? The line, all we had to see was just good play from them. And we got it. We got it. Yes, Aiden Hutchinson had the left tackles in hell all game. But you know what? Okay. Shocker here. That's what happens when like a top 10, top 5 NFL pick is on the edge there. Like... It's not going to be a perfect game, and it certainly wasn't a perfect game. We saw what happened near the end of the half where it looked like all was lost uh, as he just went right through and uh, smoked Thorn. Thank God he got up. Um, And also, yeah, you're going to have to hold him sometimes. Now, one of the the holds on Horst, I'll I'll come to his rescue here, was a little ticky-tacky, but yeah, still. um, However, in every other facet of the game as far as pass blocking elsewhere goes, the other four guys in line, everywhere else in line, and just all the run blocking in general, it was as good as it had to be. They they got it done. I, I just on my knees praying to every every god of every religion that the offensive line can just give us something to work with. Give Kenneth something to work with. And hey, don't get me wrong, sometimes Kenneth did have nothing to work with, but he still banged out a nine yard run or got a big play ripped off. But for the most part, no, that that was some good, good offensive line play. And, um, yeah, if we don't have that, we don't have a, a podcast where we're talking about a win right now. Switch it over to the defense. Of course, uh, Cal Halliday, once again. Uh, who? Did, by the way, did you know that he doesn't wear wristbands or gloves? Only the eighth straight broadcast in a row hearing that. Uh, but massive moments from the kid a short yardage stop late in the game that that fumble recovery after the Wolverines promptly put it on the turf uh Chuck Brantley uh, come on are you kidding me are you are you out of your mind true freshman true freshman I'm just gonna make my mark in this rivalry 
be a forever icon. And I'm just going to get a, a, I guess, a one-handed interception. I mean, are you out of your mind, Chuck? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Xavier Henderson just kills people. Uh, Darius Snow, Quavo Crouch, both double-digit tackles. Um, there was, yeah, okay, the pass protection wasn't perfect when it came to the linebacker play, but it's two facets to an offensive game. There's a run game and the pass game, and my goodness gracious, they absolutely lock down, lock down the run game. They force Wolverines to play the Spartans game plan for them. We're going to turn off the faucet to the run game, and we're going to make Cade throw the ball north of 40 times. Now, did Cade play a lot better than probably a lot of uh, a lot of us thought. Yeah, sure, he did, no doubt, but oh boy, when you can't get the run going, that will uh that will make things happen in favor of the Spartans. Uh listen, also <laughs> yeah, if uh if, if this game was a loss, you would hear me crying about how the defense was lighting up so many third downs and that allowed MS or allowed U of M to get at least 3 points on the board at will. Uh but instead, hey, here we are. Talking about a win. Uh, the storyline is how this defense once again bent but did not break. A lot of red zone trips, okay? Uh, this would be a different tune if this was a losing podcast. But however, once again, winning podcast. So in those red zone trips, which there were a lot of for Michigan, four of them ended in field goals. Four of them ended in field goals. Massive, massive bend but do not break tendencies right there. And the sample size just gets larger. Eighth game in a row where we can say Ben don't break, and, well, it hits. It, it, it works because, uh, let's do the math here. Let's see. Okay, carry the one, divide by zero. Yeah, if one of those four field goals in the red zone turns into a touchdown, we're talking about an overtime game. If two turn into touchdowns, and, oh, no, we are talking about a loss here. So, yeah, the defense stood up when they had to in the red zone. And that's, um, yeah, bend, but do not break. Uh, also, really quick, Bryce Berenger, too. Uh, that was a sensational punt at the end of the first half that almost completely got MSU out of jail. But mm, as we said, the U of M still did move the ball pretty well between the 20s. But I'll say it again, winning podcast. Uh, bend, don't break, held them into a field goal to end the half. So, yeah, that, is a, that ends up paying dividends in the end, doesn't it? So, uh, we're going to thank Michigan. We're going to thank Michigan and offer some advice here in the third segment. Uh, but first, I need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar, baby. Oh, my goodness gracious. How many Built Bars did uh, Michigan State down before the game? Or at halftime, who's to say? Um, guys, if you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. You are missing out. If you're new to this podcast, oh, boy, well, open up those ears. Uh, because we are going to be talking about a protein bar I've been talking about for quite some time. Built Bar, guys, it tastes better than a candy bar. Yeah, no, I, like, yeah, sure, it says that right in front of me, but I, I'm going to be honest and speak my mind on this, too. They are some of the most delicious bars you could ever have. Now, I know you might be thinking, oh, protein bars, sure, whatever. All protein bars are just weird sawdust wrapped in, like, waxy brown covering that they call chocolate, and it sucks. But that, No, no, that is not Built Bar. Built Bar it's soft, it's chewy, it's 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, uh, you know that you're actually enjoying the flavor that's on the wrapper. No, this isn't a typical protein bar where every flavor is sawdust, but they throw some BS like, oh, chocolate chip chunk flavor on the front. No, 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 no. Built Bar tells you what it tastes like, and it is so good on the taste buds, but even better on the body. Low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein, so you get all the healthy benefits on top of just a great, great protein bar. 
Check out coconut, raspberry, mint, brownie, coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And this month, Built has got some limited time flavor, so check the website often because they fly off the internet shelves fast. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Folks, we're going to end the show here with uh, thanking the program down the road for just everything they do. Um, Xavier Henderson said it best in his post-game press conference rant. Uh, if, you, if you didn't see it, go check that video out. It's everywhere on Twitter. If you just smash in Xavier Henderson, the, the video will pop up immediately. He sits down in front of the microphone, and before the other media members can even sit down, he's, he's going off. He says, thank you, Mike Hart. Thank you, Taylor Luan. Thank you, Braylon Edwards. Thank you, Chase Winovich. Really, thank everyone. Like, thank guys that are running their mouths, like Jordan Lewis. Uh, thank you, Wolverine Media members. You guys do an outstanding job. Uh, th- some of the best work out there. Um, and that really is a genuine thank you to every player that's had a, a losing record against MSU that's spouting off or was relevant in the rivalry 20 years ago, just unsolicitedly running their mouths in the build up to this game. Um, but that's just precisely the program's DNA. Uh, Just delusionally thinking that you are just better than everyone else and looking like a lunatic while while doing so. Uh, No one asked Taylor Luan about the game, yet Mr. 1-4 against MSU spouts off in the media about how little brother has it coming. No no one forced Braylon Edwards to weirdly brag about how he can't name a single defensive player on Michigan State and making sure that clip went viral for all Spartans to see. No one is forcing the Wolverine media to go off saying, quote, Kenneth Walker gets cotton candy yards, end quote. No one was forcing Chase Winovich to do that weird, scripted out, out of breath, little brother ran at the end of the game a few years ago to restoke those flames. Yeah, the little brother thing is certainly something I would want to keep bringing up as you guys are, let's see, 10 and 4? Oh, wait, no, that's us. That's Michigan State. They're 10 and 4. But yeah, keep please keep going with the little brother stuff. You idiots think that your relevant program, despite no conference titles or no foothold on any rivalry in the last 17 years, and you guys also think that what, 18 to 22 year old kids aren't going on social media to hear what you're saying and that they won't use as motivation? Let's look at the two programs. Let me take a step back here. I'm getting a little fired up. Michigan State rarely puts any bulletin board material up Gets the most out of their players by way of development, hard work, and having a chip on their shoulder. Oh, and also wins big games. That's right. Okay. Uh, Let's go down the road to Michigan. Um, Okay. Goes out of their way to run their mouths about the program. Hasn't done jack since Truman was in office. Uh, Keeps yammering about little brother despite losing 10 of the last 14 games since that comment was born out of Mike Hart. And uh, routinely bringing in four- and five-star players that are often celebrated in the offseason, but never actually do anything meaningful in the actual season when it starts. Hmm. Oh, and that's also getting trounced in any game of any substance that you guys ever play. Here's free advice. I'll hand out. Um, please, listen up closely. Uh, get out of Jonestown and get yourself a reality check. It is no one else's fault. No one else's fault. It was not the ref's fault, not the weather's fault, not the clock keeper's fault, not the crown field's fault. No, yeah, okay, sure. You know what, I'll play along with you. Yeah. The NCAA and the Big Ten and the refs are all colluding together to hold one of the biggest brands in college football back. Please, are you out of your minds? They would love for you to just stop. Stop spilling chili all over yourselves. It's no one's fault but your own, though. No one has a conspiracy against you. It's just you. You think you're better than everyone else. Why? Okay, you're maybe a notch above Nebraska. 
Okay. Yeah, there we go. That's right. Split that title with them, oh god, 26 years ago? Yeah, there we go. You finally got the step up on them. Uh, but then again, at least Nebraska has been to Indianapolis. Um, so maybe let's look in the mirror. Stop making excuses. Stop assuming that you've won a title every signing day. Uh, these four or five-star kids come into Ann Arbor thinking they've already won titles and rivalries just by signing to the Wolverines. Elsewhere, in programs that actually succeed, uh, kids sign on with the understanding that they ain't anything when they walk into that program. It's, it's just arrogance for nothing. But I know nothing will change. Like, I have no problem offering up this legitimate free advice to just focus in on yourselves and stop blaming everyone but yourself. Take this advice. I, like, I know you won't, because DNA doesn't change that easily at a, such a storied program like yours. Oh, yeah. Keep looking back at the accolades you racked up during the First World War. Woo! Keep looking back at beating up on Albion. Uh, the Grand Rapids Montessori's. Uh, whoever else you beat up on when games were played in cow pastures. And please, please, please keep calling us little brother. Uh, but if you do ever come by and visit Paul Bunyan in his permanent residence, um... Make sure you call Michigan State your daddy, too, because that's how things are lately and have been like that for a while. Oh, it's just 14 years. That's a long time. That's a really long time. Where were you 14 years ago? Oh, boy. I mm -hmm, might not want to think about that. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Hopefully everyone enjoyed free advice. I, I'm here to help people. Um, and if you guys want to help me out, too, questions, comments, concerns, reach out, lockdownspartans at gmail.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And if uh, you want some more, if you want some more football in your life, go check out Locked On Big Ten with our guy Nate Dickinson uh, as he breaks down the rest of the conference because apparently there were other games that happened in the Big Ten on Saturday. I didn't hear about them, but Nate Dickinson will walk you through every single one of them. Uh, all right, guys. Hey, that's right. That's our show. We will be back on Tuesday, uh, then Wednesday, and then Thursday, and then Friday, because that's just how we do it here. Uh, let's keep celebrating. Keep No, let, let, let's keep spouting off. Let's go. They, they, they do the pregame smack talk. We do the postgame smack talk. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful recipe we have here in the state. All right, guys. Love you all. Go Green.